1: are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Visibly Fit. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. Do you ever just get discouraged because you keep doing that same thing, that same habit that you don't want to do over and over again? And you're like, why do I keep doing this? Well, I have a perfect guest that's going to share with us why you do what you do. She's actually a neuro coach and a Bible teacher, but we're going to get into some specifics of of how to break unhealthy old habits and how to create new ones and talk a little bit about neuroplasticity and neurons in the brain and all that fun stuff. But we're going to dive deep into that and also confront, uh, you know, talk about some confronting mindsets that are maybe keeping you stuck and, and, and the way in which you're Going about life. And so I'm so excited to have Alicia Michelle on today. Like I said, she is a neuro coach, she's a Bible teacher, and she loves equipping Christian women with the brain science and Bible truths that show them how to renew their minds. And I just, I'm I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to have her on. So welcome to Visibly Fit, Alicia. She's going to share a little bit more about what she does. Because uh, I don't have her full bio here and I want her to expand on it. <laughs> so, welcome to the show. Hey there. Thanks so much for having me on. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Yes, I was like, you know, I'm just going to let her I- I expand on all that she does. Yeah. So, you're a neuro coach. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. So, sounds super cool. Yeah,
0: it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I am a neuro coach, which just means I have additional training as a coach, I have a certification in Coaching, but my additional training is as a neuro coach. So I've learned how to understand that neuroscience behind our thoughts, why we think certain things that we do, why we get stuck in certain patterns. So it was additional certification that I got around coaching. So that's what that is. And so I like to use that now with my work with women to be able to help them get unstuck from those mindsets that like perfectionism and eating habits, like I'm sure you talk about on this show, um, worry, fear, (laughs) things like that, things that we don't understand why we can't change them. We just think, well, why don't I just eat differently? Yeah. Or yeah. Why, why am I like this? And so helping women understand the, the subconscious thought patterns behind these things and helping them have practical tools that are based in brain science and scripture to know how to renew your mind. That, that concept is thrown around a lot in Christian circles, renew your mind, but we're not really taught how. And so I'm passionate about giving women those specific tools to know how to do that as like a life skill for them. Because when we do that, we have so much more freedom and confidence to live the way God wants us to. So I do that through a course. You're not broken.
1: It can be. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And in fact, God's word himself says that every morning his mercies are new to us. And we see that in brain science with every day, we have new neurons that are being formed in our brain. We have baby neurons, you know, baby nerve cells and those are things that we're, we're able to change our mind every day through brain plasticity. So, I love
1: doing that. I love yes, that. yes, yes. Well, so cool. Well, before we dive into all this juicy good stuff, I want the the story about <laughs> who you are and what you've been through because mm-hmm. I believe that that's really going to speak to my audience, mm-hmm. um, especially the women that are go getters and have a lot of you know their their plates are full right. maybe literally and yeah. figuratively but um they're just their schedules are so full and they are stressed to the max can you just share what you have gone mm. through that has led you to what you're doing today?
0: yeah thanks for letting me share that cuz i think it really does yeah. give a good context for why i am so passionate about doing what i get to do so uh, i am a type 3 on the enneagram if you guys are familiar with that concept of the enneagram which means i'm very motivated by achieving by doing all of the things that I'm quote supposed to do, right? So I grew up as an achiever, as somebody who always had to check every box, be the captain of this and all of those things. And that really spilled over into this mindset of, I have to work, I have to get the best or be the best in order to feel loved, to feel enough, to feel worthy. And that works for a time until it doesn't work anymore for us. Something in our life hits or happens where it's like, this is like, our bodies can only function on that level for a certain period. And we don't always, as you know, have the ability to control the outcome. Sometimes A plus B doesn't equal C. So we can work right. really, really hard and do all the right things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the outcome. And so the short version of the story is, um, I was a super high achiever, did all those things through school was reinforced by that concept, ended up getting married and we've been married for 21 years. Now we have four kids and
1: wow. yeah, my son, So that's a busy, yeah, you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> my son's
0: 19th birthday is today. So it's, um, we're oh, in this, Happy birthday. thanks. Yeah. We're in this stage where it's, it's definitely the other side of toddlerhood, but it's, it's a new stage, but, um, mm. I just kept pushing for so long. And, you know, if you're a young mom, you know, that lifestyle of just, I mean, our kids are up all night, they're sick or they're nursing or they're, we're needed physically. Well, I, I just kept up that mentality of like, I have to do this. I don't need help. I, all of that kept going. Um,
1: you were wearing a Cape, you were wearing the wonder woman, right. superwoman yeah. cape. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I, I didn't really yes. think like, I just thought if I can't wear this Cape, then there's something wrong with me. Like I didn't understand there was so much dysfunction around it. Like, Oh, I am better than other women because I would literally only sleep four hours a night. And that was like, mm. <laughs> I just did that because I always felt like there was more to do. I had to get up early and do this and do like all of the things were happening, but it was slowly eating away at my body in a way that I didn't even know about until it was, um, July of 2017. We were preparing to go on a missions trip with with our church. We did this every year, every summer with the kids and I, we would go down to Mexico and I started getting a headache and I just thought, okay, whatever, like Alicia, just suck it up. Like you got stuff to do, right? Just (laughs) keep going. I mean, you know what we say to ourselves, I don't have time for this, take an aspirin, whatever, you know? And so I, I just (laughs) did. And yet we got down to Mexico and it kept going and it got so intense but I was just asking, I mean, I was doing everything I could think of to stop this and, and asking everybody, do you have anything that would help touch this pain that I was going through? Finally, one night at about two in the morning, I woke up, we were staying in um, like a tent, an RV area. When we do this mission trip, we stay in a park like that. And so I w- I left the RV, I went out into the, just the cool air. And I was, just, again, I was in so much pain and I did not audibly, but felt in my spirit. The Lord say, you need to go home. You need to go home right now. Like do Mm. not wait. And I was like, okay, I'm leading a Bible study. I have all this team that, you know, needs me. We can't, we can't afford to have somebody drive me to the border and all this stuff. Like God, you don't, I I can't. And it was just like, you need to go and you need to go now. And so first thing in the morning, I woke up the leader of our group and I said, you know, I've been not feeling well. I said, I just, I think I need to leave and go back home. And he's like, of course he was like, absolutely. Like, we'll do whatever. Don't worry about it. We'll cover it. And I was like, okay. And so they drove me to the border. My husband picked me up and it was a Saturday. So we didn't know what else to do. We took me to the ER, like, I guess, like what else do you do? And which was again, a blessing because when I got to the ER, they said they, they ran some scans and they're like, um, you have a vertebral artery dissection. You are in mm. severe risk of a stroke and dying, and you need to be transported immediately to this specialty hospital. And I was like, "Wait, wow, what?
1: Like, how can that be?" I, I'm, I, I right. you're like, I just had, a yeah, headache. I just had a headache, and, and I
0: take care of myself. <laughs> I work out, like, I eat all the right foods. Wow. What in the world, God? Like, what? And so they're like, "No, this is not a joke. You need to go right now. You could have very easily have had this stroke already. You know, let's go." So went down there and. um for several days, went through this period of had some mini strokes, but, and then without going too much more into the the details went home for a couple of days and had it happen on the other side of my neck. So the vertebral arteries are these arteries that run on the back of your neck. And, um, what had happened with a dissection is if an aneurysm is where the the artery explodes out, a dissection is where it it separates from the inner lining and closes in. So it blocks the blood flow and it creates a lot of blood clots on the side there. So again, especially being that it was right here on my head, super at risk for a stroke. Right. Um, totally. so not a good thing. And what was interesting about this whole experience is that the doctors could not give me a reason for it. They kept asking me, do you do extreme mm. sports? Like these are the kind of injuries that we see for women who do these cave diving. I mean, all these crazy things. I'm like, like adrenaline junkies. They're like, what were you doing in Mexico? I'm like, I was on a missions trip. I was not doing anything crazy. (laughs) I'm like, I'm a mom. I'm not, you know, some crazy doing crazy stuff. And they're like, these are the kind of injuries we see. And then for it to happen twice, they're like, this is, this is unbelievable. And so yet I knew in the quiet of that hotel or the hospital room, I knew what was going on and God just, Very, very intently looked at me and said, I've been talking to you for a long time about taking care of yourself, about getting sleep, about taking care of your body seriously, about listening to everything that I keep telling you. And you I've sent people into your life to tell you to slow down and you're not listening. So guess what? Do I have your attention now? This is your second chance. If you don't want to take it, this is not going to be, there's not going to be a third chance. So you need to change.
1: Alicia, you you are talking to somebody right now. I mean, seriously, somebody that is listening I, th- that really needs to hear this. I mean, I need to hear it on some levels because I know that I go, go, go. I mean, I get good rest and I take good care of myself, but uh, you know, are we putting too much on our, our plates more than we really should? And is it causing detrimental stress? And so, yeah. So as, as you were, you know, had this second occurrence, what, what happened? Like what they said?
0: They said the same thing, just. And that was, what was frustrating is nobody had an answer as to why it was happening. And nobody had, nobody had a a remedy to fix it. Ah. So I was Mm. just basically told to go home, be on high blood thinners. I had this regimen of, I had to give myself shots every few hours and had to go in and have my blood tested every couple of days and all of these things. Um, And that went on for eight months. That was basically me just laying on my back because anytime I got up, I would feel extremely dizzy. I felt sick. Um, I like vertigo. Yes. But also they were, I mean, I had uh, the headaches would intensify severely. So I pretty much could only sleep and lay in my bed (laughs) and everything in my life had to be taken away. I had, I could, I was homeschooling at that time. So the homeschooling had to be done by somebody else. Everybody had to come in and go to the grocery store and feed my kids and take them to practices. It was me just God taking everything away. And in that time, I knew that I was going to have to be different. Like this was not a joke. And as he was rebuilding me, I knew that I didn't want to just make like, okay, so I'm just going to sleep or, or whatever it is. I knew that there had to be a reason beyond that. And this is where the mindset stuff comes in because it was like, why am I so compelled to push through what I know inside to the point where I literally, af- I would go to bed at 1230 and I was not tired. I would have to make myself go to sleep. And at four 30, when I woke up, I was like, ready to go. Let's go. Let's go. Like I've been up for half an hour already. Let's go. What was that inside me that had changed so much where I no longer even physically felt tired. There was something driving it. And that's when I began learning about the neuroscience behind it. And that is that the thoughts create the actions. So if I had there was something driving in me which i know now was this desire to be good enough to achieve to 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 just work harder until i achieved whatever i wanted the overachiever just kept pushing through all of this and literally almost killed me so this is why i now say like for women we have to get to those root subconscious thoughts because even though i logically knew okay yes i should take care of myself all those things that subconscious track was running and that was dominant over what my logical mind was telling me and what other people were telling me. And that was what was winning. So that's what the work I get to do is changing that dialogue inside. helping women identify what that is, where it comes from and how to do it in a loving, caring way that uses the brain science and scripture to make the change that we need.
1: That's beautiful. That's awesome. Um, for you, did did this particular mindset or um, false belief system come from how you were brought up? Because yeah. a lot of times we're just products of our environment. Yes, right? and it can be that um, uh, deception of perfection, right. right? And always striving. And and I've I have said numerous times I'm I'm a recovering perfectionist, um, and I I think I still am recovering. I think I've gotten a lot better in my. Uh, mature years, <laughs> just because I, 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 you know, I've seen my body shut yeah, down. Same thing yeah. on some levels. Um. So what what was it for you? Was it uh, something that your your parents enforced in you, or did you just decide to take that on, or how did that trigger? How that snowball? right? That's a great question, and that's an important question because that's really where a lot of this
0: starts for all of us. Is between the ages of nine and thirteen is when those core questions about our identity are formed. The questions being, am I loved? Am I enough? And am I worthy? And so how we've defined those questions subconsciously, we don't actively think about them, but how that's reinforced in our life is going to answer that question for our mind and help us as we move forward. So for me, my parents were not malicious in their attempts, but when they enforced the fact that I did well in school and paid attention to me for that and really encouraged me in that area and there were other areas where I maybe didn't feel as encouraged that I knew that I needed that love and that's how I felt loved. So if I did that, I would feel their love. Makes and sense. then when yeah. I would see guys and if they paid attention to me, then I felt good about myself. So then I realized I'm only good if I have a guy who likes me. So things like that, that just mm-hmm. started to, that now looking back, I can see how they were there, but, um, that was, that was a big part of it. Just those kinds of things happening and, and, um, deciding later on, like this is, there's that cognitive dissonance between what God's word says about who I am and what i believe and that really again is that the difference that so many christian women are stuck in is like why can't i just believe what god's word says it's because there is a story a soundtrack going on inside that has been formed for whatever reason that is a biological thing it's not your fault that it's there but we have to figure out what it is and we have to do the work to prune away the old soundtrack and create the new one otherwise we're just throwing affirmations throwing stuff at it that's not going to attack it and not going to get to the root of it so Yeah. That's how it
1: formed for me. That is so good. No, that is so good because I I do believe that we, we all, uh, fall into that, that trap somewhat Mm -hmm. of, 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 okay, I I'm, I'm believing this because of whatever false story I've decided to, to own and, and put on, uh, you know, play and repeat, play and repeat. (laughs) And then it, it triggers those actions. And so I know that, uh, even for, for my clients with, you know, with their health, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a big yeah. one. And I'm sure you see that whenever you're coaching women that they stay stuck with uh, unhealthy habits because of this false narrative right. that continues to play in their yeah. minds. So, um, since our, our, our brains are, uh, such, you know, created in such a way that, um, we can change the course of the regrowth and the organization of these neurons, mm-hmm um but we have to be intentional. Yeah. And so with that said, how do you intentionally help your um coaching clients get through those negative old
0: unhealthy stories? Yeah,
1: great question. So we have a very specific
0: tool in neurocoaching that we use called brain priming. Brain priming is a neurological process that takes 63 to 67 days that targets those specific soundtracks that we no longer want prunes them away and brings in the new soundtrack that we want. So it's a specific process of creating a script that we listen to twice a day that changes the subconscious beliefs. And it's, it's not just a general kind of script affirmation. It is, there is a lot of work that goes to creating the brain priming, which is why I, I do the coaching and, and I have created a course called the Christian mindset makeover, where we lead you through that process because you, in order to get to those root stories, we have to really come to terms with a lot of stuff. And that is how have I identified God's truth in my life? What am I holding on to that? I need to let go of where is, where are the surrender aspects of my life? Like all of these things and understanding what those are in relationship to those three questions. Am I loved? Am I worthy? And am I enough? And seeing what that, where that came from. And so when we create the priming, it's based, not just something that we're supposed to just believe it is based and created around acknowledging why it makes sense that we have this issue. And I think that's a huge difference between that. And just like an affirmation, because we're, we're saying, Hey, it makes sense why I struggle with overeating because when I was a kid, my mom, every time I felt like I was feeling down, she just told me to have a cookie. So I've learned that that's a habit that makes me feel good. I mean, totally making this up, right. but that's what I'm saying, no, but that's very, Do you know what I'm saying? I like, wish, I mean, very. Yes, so we, when yes. we have that, that's, that's kind of, a a way for us to believe what we're putting in and a way for us to say, yes, this is how I used to believe this is the old soundtrack, but here's the truth. And here's what's not true. And so because of that, here's where I'm going to dwell. This is what I'm going to choose to believe. I can still acknowledge that it's hard to not eat a cookie when I'm feeling down, but I can also acknowledge that I have the power and the strength to not do it. And so because of that, yes. I'm going to not do it. I'm going to choose to, to yeah. think differently. I'm going to choose. So we we create these patterns. And the reason why this is so key is because it's, it's done subconsciously. So if the subconscious mind is driving the engine, so to speak, It becomes so much easier when we're in that moment, again, using the cookie analogy to not eat a cookie because our subconscious mind has already agreed. Hey, yeah, it makes sense why I would want a cookie, but I don't really need one right now because I know the truth. I know this, I know this and this. So it's so much easier versus-
1: You start to to draw the line in the sand before it ever happens. That way you're programmed to say, oh, I do recognize this, but I'm not going to reach for that because it doesn't serve me best. And so- Um, I I love that you're doing that work with people because, and, 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 you know, someone might think, oh, that's kind of like, you know, hocus pocus, you know, think it and I can do it. And, And, but you know what? Yes, it really does work that way. And God spoke this world into existence and words have great power and, and life and death is on the, is, is on, on the tongue. Like, there, there is such great power in the words that we're speaking over ourselves, And I know that that's, that's part of it. You're getting them to reprogram how they're talking over themselves uh, so that it's it's Christ-centered yes. and not um, broken self-centered. Right, right,
0: <laughs> right. So if I right? could add to that, that's the the idea yeah. of, of just speaking it. I know that when I first started learning about this and doing this work, that was kind of my perception too. I just thought, well, so I'm right. just saying this. But what we're really doing is if you understand how the brain works, the subconscious mind literally works on repetition, whatever we repeat is built into our brain. This is why it is so efficient. The brain is always trying to keep us safe and keep us alive. So this is why the subconscious mind streamlines everything through these programs, because it wants to, to simplify things. So if we're, we're just capitalizing on how God made our brain. We're just using the power that's already there. Those soundtracks are already there. You're just saying, I'm going to use that same power that got them there, which was having that same response as usually, again, as a child from those environments, I'm going to use that now and put in God's truth in it. And like we said, it is a custom process. Even if you and I both struggle with eating a cookie for whatever reason, like the reasoning behind that is so specific to you and I, and what we need to hear instead is very specific too. So we lead ladies through that process with a there is a template to outline for that can have some out, you know, ideas of how to do it, but it's a very specific thing that happens. And it's also for a certain amount of time, again, based on science, it's not um, for example, a lot of people will say 27 days to make a habit. Well, at 27 days, our brain literally has both of those soundtracks running, but 50% of the time it's choosing A, 50% of the time it's choosing B. So We have to have the full 67 days to physically, fully prune away that old soundtrack before the new soundtrack is fully in place. And it's going to choose that one all the time, because then otherwise you, you can see in, in 27, 30 days, you can slip away really easily. So it, it, it does, it, it, it uses we Again, We do it twice a day when the sound, when the um, subconscious mind is most open. So it's, it's a really interesting process to see it happen because at first you're kind of like, well, am I just telling myself these things? Like, what does this mean? But then you start to see oh, wow. I I have this power in me that I didn't have before. I I'm making different choices when put in this situation. It's just, it's just blown me away how I've seen it over and over in my life and in the clients I work with. So yeah, it's definitely huge. It's definitely huge. Yeah.
1: I love that. And, um, yeah, there is just such great power in speaking life over your life or life over anyone. Yes. Amen. Right. Um, But I, you know, I I have my clients do like a little three minute mirror exercise where they get in front of the mirror and and speak life Mm. uh, over their life. And it's so interesting to me to see how hard it is for some, right? Like they can't even think of a good yes. thing to say yes. about themselves and others are like, Oh yeah, it was super simple, but they just kind of ramble and run through it. Right. And I'm like, no, no, no. Have like, like seriously look into your eyes mm-hmm. and really believe it and own it. And there's something so spectacular when, when you can lock it mm-hmm. in, you can lock in those, those truths, those words and really feel it and own it and believe yes. it. And I think some and I, and I don't want to get weird on this, but some Christians, uh, I think, start to think it's a little more New Agey, mm-hmm. you know, on some mm-hmm. levels. Like, and so I, I just want to reiterate, it's not. No. And besides, New Age is actually old. Yeah. Age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's
0: nothing new under exactly. Line, right? No. If I could share so, about that too, like that, th- what yeah, we'll just do. simply? I mean, I can only speak about the work that I do with it, but we're simply using science. We're simply using science, right. and we're bringing in. The scripture to it, so right. B- there's nothing new age about anything except saying this is. I, I, I'm I'm using what God told me to use. I'm understanding how it works, and I'm saying what He told me and to put in there. Together. Yeah, so it's yep. definitely yep. scriptural and and Christ honoring in everything we do with that. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because it's biblically.
1: Uh, based, yes, so that's yes. Good. Um, what are some simple just daily <laughs> habits for? Christians to release fear. Mm. Like this is a time when, um, and and to welcome God's peace. This this will be listened to, you know, whenever, uh, but it's going to be released in December. And so I think about people have, they have this either fear around the Mm -hmm. holidays because of, they know that it's going to maybe be, um, um, a tough holiday Mm -hmm. because maybe they're going through it themselves, maybe it's a loss of a loved one or it brings up those emotions, right? So, what would you say um, to someone so that they can welcome God's peace Mm. at this time or any time?
0: Well, we definitely say, What is getting in the way of the peace? What is that conversation you're having? What are the thoughts that you're having? What are the things that are coming up over and over in regards to that issue? So, the first thing we talk about when you're rewiring your thoughts or coming up with these new ways to look at your your thoughts and your processes is noticing what is going on. What, what is this about? And then this is super important. Noticing with compassion, not noticing with, Oh, judgment. stop it. You know, better. God will take care of it. Stopping. So negative, all of those things that we do to ourselves, try to change. We think change what we're feeling, but, uh-huh. but saying, okay, this is what I'm feeling. And yeah, yeah it is going to be scary and and overwhelming to have all these people in my house or to have all this stuff happening. I have a lot happening in December. Yikes. That makes sense. I can understand why I'm a little trying to put it off or avoiding it or super stressed right now and stopping right there. Right. Because that's the truth. That's the truth. And on the fear is simply a response to something we're having. Fear is, is a response by the amygdala to just decide how we're going to deal with it. So we're going to either go into a fight, a flight, a freeze or a fawn. So fight or flight, we're pretty familiar with what those are, but freeze meaning not knowing what decision to make at all. So we just kind of spin and ah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we avoid it or we keep overthinking like it. Yes, like like that. Like right? that. And yeah. then the fawn, uh-huh. it means like to fawn over someone. So people pleasing. So okay, well, I'll just do this just to make people happy. Mm. Like I just saw something on Instagram um, before we got on our interview from a friend of mine who's a nutritionist. And she was saying, it's not your job to please somebody else at Thanksgiving by overeating their food. And I thought, Ooh, that's good.
1: Right. Isn't that good? (laughs) But I
0: thought that's how often do we do that kind of thing in response to feeling like I should, I should, I should. And that's how we're responding. So really getting back to your question, finding that peace, peace is harmony with God, if you boil it down. So if there, what is the thing that's keeping me from having that peace? And there's lots of layers we could start peeling back and eventually it goes back to security. It goes back to feeling worthy. It goes back to feeling enough and all that. But just to start with in the very highest levels to say what is happening and why does it make sense that it's happening? And how can I just see it for what it is and have compassion for myself for it? If I was my own best friend, if somebody came to me and said, Oh my gosh! I have all this going on. We would be a, we'd have a completely different reaction. We wouldn't be like, "Ah, totally. you're so stupid." You know, we wouldn't. Yeah, have too bad. Suck right? It up. We wouldn't. We <laughs> would be like, "Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. That's a lot." You know. So just sitting in that place and seeing how Christ would yeah. respond to you, because that's that's Christ's response is love and compassion. The enemy's response is to condemn and to shut us down.
1: So good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I don't know if if you experience this like. I do when I'm working with my clients, but sometimes that fear stuff yeah. is, is a projection of, of something that hasn't even happened. Right. Like yeah. they're just anticipating like this could happen. Mm-hmm. It could. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess it could, but you're, you're in this fear and stressed out anxiety place and it isn't even reality, yeah. you know? So how do you um maybe attack that? Because a lot of it is just Fabricated mm. and then you get to that point, and you're like, oh, it wasn't so bad. Right. But then you have all these emotions yes. prior to getting there. Right.
0: So that's a great question because that is really that is uh something that so many of us struggle with. It's kind of the root of why worry is such a big deal and anxiety. We have to again ask ourselves, why is this happening and what is it getting me? And what often the answer to that is is a perceived sense of control. We have felt that is actually one of those fight, flight, freeze, or fawn responses is we are going to fight back by saying, okay, so this is going on. This is how I'm going to control it. I'm going to try to analyze it to death. I'm going to try to figure out all the ways I'm going to solve it. We try to, we're we're, again, safety. We're trying to prepare ourselves for what could be. So it's a protection mechanism. So when we see it as that, that it is a biological response, and it's something that we've done over and over and over, it is subconsciously programmed. So we can say, Oh, whew, okay. I'm doing it again. It's okay. Like this is just part of myself trying to protect myself, but again, acknowledging it for what it is, but what's true about this is this is and this is why we talk a lot about what can I control? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to surrender? What's my responsibility to take on? Cause sometimes we don't need to take on changes and we don't want to. So there's both sides of it, but, um, just figuring out that question and, um, bringing that to God and saying, okay, I am really scared. I am really, really, really scared. And I admit, God, this is how I've handled it in the past, but I want, I need you to help me learn a different way to deal with it. I need you to help me. Yeah. So there's Mm -hmm. obviously more we can do, but that's, that's the short answer. And, uh, in the two seconds we have here to talk about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Right. (laughs) I recently, um, was talking to, um, a friend and my, my little dog passed away a few months ago and, um, which is really tough. Yes. Yes. You know, it's, it's it is, but you know, you go through the grieving process, you move on and and it's still tough, Mm -hmm. but you, you know, you manage. So, but a friend of mine has been going to a therapist since my dog has passed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because she knew my dog, but it's not about really my dog. Mm -hmm. It's more about, her dogs and when they may go, like it's, you know, it hasn't yeah. happened yet, but it goes back to that fear so interesting. of it happening before it even occurs. Yeah. And so anyway, she's getting help with that, which is great, mm. but it's, I, I think a lot of people go through similar things like mm-hmm. that, even in the midst of the pandemic, Oh right? yeah, like people have lost loved ones and, and it's a lot of uncertainty and what ifs. And, and so there's these, uh, you know, stories mm-hmm. that we put on it that can cause a, an escalated uh, amount of anxiety that yeah. doesn't need to be there. But what would you say? Cause this is a big thing. Uh, I think, especially with women is self comparison. Mm. You, know, you, you compare, yeah. you compare to others yeah. and it seems to be an epidemic oh, yeah. actually, especially with it's social huge. media. So what would you say? Because that becomes toxic within Mm. itself and creates its own toxic patterns. So what would you say to that person that keeps comparing? Uh, It's like, so interesting that question. Um,
0: I was thinking about this the other day and thinking about how there is a a huge movement for people to have this self-esteem of, I love me. I am me. I'm great. And I'm not against us saying that we need to believe in ourselves But when that foundation is in what I can do and how good I am, that's a very wobbly foundation. And so that foundation is fed by seeing how we relate to others. So if I believe, well, I'm good because I'm better than someone else, or I'm not good. ego, egocentric. Yeah. Versus a God-centered confidence. And it's a God-centered esteem, which says, I am good. And I'm worthy only because Christ makes me worthy that actually I'm not worthy and I'm not good, but he has redeemed me. He makes me filled with love. So there's, there's, you know, that, and that Mm -hmm. cannot be taken away from me. So when I, I I'm less apt to base my view of myself on what other people think of me or how I relate to other people when I am solid in that confidence and who I am in Christ. And I know we talk about that in church. We say like, well, you're good that's enough true. in Jesus and all of those things. But again, going back to what is the thing that is making us not live that we have to get to the story that's in there. That's making us not fully stand on that and still keep looking to the left and right at other people as a way to measure ourselves. And we can still get caught in that pattern. We can still say, you know, this is, 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 is Whatever. We can still see it. But when we we are stronger and in that other foundation and our worth is built on that, it becomes so much more evident more quickly and we're able to just shuffle it off, right? Versus saying, yeah. oh my gosh, look at again how I am. And I think it also comes down to deciding what is failure and what is success, So God Mm, is, that's good right there. That'd be a whole podcast on that. That's what really he's been teaching me this year is on success and failure and coming down to success is obedience to God. End of story. That if I follow Christ, if he calls me to do something and I listen to him and do it, I'm successful. I am not responsible, nor can I control the outcome of my decision if it involves other people. Right. So I'm successful. What I do for him is successful if I obey him. Now, if I go and don't obey him and do whatever, that's not success. But I don't have to wait to see the outcome of what I'm doing to be successful. I'm successful right now, period. Mm -hmm. And so, like that has freed me in seeing other women who work online and seeing the work that I do. Like we just released this course in a way that it's now available all the time. It was just taught live before, and it's now available all the time.
1: So that released me to do that. Get that real quick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because we want, I know there are people listening. We're like, I want to get that. I want to get that. So I'll put it in the show notes too. But yeah. is it at vibrant Christian living? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So yes, that's the Christian mindset Perfect. makeover course. It's at vibrant um, forward slash Perfect. mindset dash makeover. But if there's a workshop that you can attend where we talk a little bit about it, we give you some of the things that we learn in the mindset makeover, and there's also a chance to get a, a discounted rate on the mindset makeover. So I would encourage you to, awesome. to go to the um, vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind. So that is the, the mm-hmm. webinar that you can go to for that. But anyway, yeah. So under, understanding awesome. that on success has just, mm-hmm. I mean, like for me been mind blowing because again, I can... I can serve God in freedom. I can love God in freedom. I can make mistakes. I can try new things and it's not going to totally destroy my esteem or worth of myself. That's already been
1: decided. That's figured out. So I have freedom yeah, to do that's whatever. One of the things yes. I wanted to say cuz when you were saying as long as I'm obedient, right. well, yeah. it doesn't mean you're going to be Perfect. No, 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 in that obedience. No, 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 no. And so I wanted to clarify that because my goodness, we all fall short, right? And to give yourself the grace and the love to get through it. But as long as your heart is right, and God knows our hearts, then then that's what matters. But um, I love that um, you are are helping women untangle and unravel mm. um, toxic mm-hmm. thoughts and negative ways in which they uh, continue to go about life. Because I again. That's, that's my heart. That's yours too, is to get women um, unstuck and to get them living the life of freedom that they fully deserve. Mm-hmm. And so um, anything that they can do to help that is, is great. Right. And so I highly recommend y'all go to vibrantchristianliving.com and, and check out Alicia and uh, all you. that she has for you thank there. You. But thank you so very much for sharing your story yes. and your heart yes. and and just having this time with us on Visibly Fit. Yeah. This has been so much Thank fun. you so
0: much. I would love every minute of yeah. this. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Yes. Well, I, I don't want to just end Abruptly sure. because I think it's always fun to have one last final question. Okay. Right. Yeah. So um <laughs> this is just gonna be kind of a fun one. And I know my audience is just getting to know you, but those of you, those that do know you may not know a certain thing about you. Oh, okay. Um, so what is something <laughs> that maybe someone close to you even wouldn't know about you that oh, you'd oh like my to. Oh gosh. Okay. So the like something a uh, hidden talent. I mean, I don't know. The
0: first <laughs> thing that popped into my mind is kind of funny. So I'm just gonna yeah. say it. So um right <laughs> out of college, I drove the Oscar Reader Readermobile. That was my job. No,
1: you didn't. That's <laughs> hilarious.
0: So I really? yes so I went to school for journalism. Are there blinkers?
1: Are there blinkers on the Oscar? There are
0: there are blinkers <laughs> really? and there's it's it's on a I have to remember all the things I used to have to say. Okay, it's on a Ford chassis and it's about the same size as um, a motorhome, basically. But we had okay. a camera in the front, so like like a modern motorhome would have a little camera in the back where we could see and we yeah. were backing up. And it was Hilarious. it was it was an amazing experience because I I went to school for journalism and advertising specifically, and so this was a PR position. It was me and two other guys. This was be- right before reality shows and all of that. But I'm telling you what, like. This could have been a reality show. Everywhere we went, people were taking pictures of us. Like you and this was our car. We drove all over California. We were auditioning kids for a TV commercial. So our job was to get publicity for the for the Wienermobile. So we had to go in front of the cameras. We had to interview these kids. We had to do parades. We had to do all these things. And everywhere we went, we had to take the Wienermobile. So everywhere we went, people would we would come out of the grocery store and there would be a swarm around the around the Wienermobile and be like Okay, it doesn't matter. It's ten o'clock at night. That is You're hilarious. tired. You get to talk about the mobile and say like,
1: "Oh yeah, it's okay. ten hot dogs and say. all that kind of
0: stuff. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> not everyone can say they have driven the the Wienermobile. Yeah, and I am, am going to just give this little snippet, and I hope you won't be offended. Yeah. Please don't eat. Don't oh, eat the wieners, eat the hot dogs, <laughs> <laughs> but you can drive the hot dog. Just don't eat it. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. Since
1: this is a this health, is a and, health wellness and wellness podcast. show.
0: Yes. I have, I understand
1: that. So yeah, for sure. But how funny that is just a stick. It was so, so sure fun. You some great stories. Oh my and goodness. Sure you tell your kids. And yes.
0: At yes. What yes. we, um, what was funny is my oldest now who's 19 when he was little, he really liked those little toy cars. And I had, you know, I had a big stuffed Wienermobile. I had little toy matchbox Wienermobiles and stuff that people wanted, but I, I took one as a souvenir for me as just a, a keepsake for doing it. And my son would play with them and he just thought everybody had like toy wienermobiles and, and things like that. <laughs> so when they, when he was about four, they were in our area. And so I reached out to them and I said, kid, is there any way that you can stop by our house? And we can, my son can be in the mobile?" And they're like, oh, of course, of course. Cause I mean, as an alumni, like they would do that kind of stuff. And so oh, they yeah. showed up and my son was just like, Oh my gosh. And you know, we were trying to impress upon him. Like, not everybody has the wiener mobile come to their house. Like this is not That's typical. Right. This, is big deal. <laughs> this is not a typical <laughs> thing. But he's like, Oh yeah, I've got a baby wiener mobile. And I don't know. So anyway, it was, we have some crazy stories and they got to be a part of it too. So it was really fun. Oh, yeah.
1: You are so fun. I, I appreciate you. And if y'all want to learn more, go to vibrant Christian Living.com yes. and check out um Alicia. Thank so you. thank you so much and uh, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been awesome. Okay, how much fun was that? The Wienermobile. Oh my goodness. You can't make that stuff up. Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview uh, with uh, Alicia, Michelle, and uh, you'll check out our website. And if you are looking for your next, your next level of health and healing and mind, body, and spirit, come on and check out over at getvisiblyfit.com as well. And um, we'd love to walk you through that process and getting healed, whole and complete. And I think Alicia would be a, a great tool and asset for that as well. So thank you again for tuning in. And uh, we, we, she touched a little bit about sp- stress and stress is a big deal. And I want you to go back and listen to episode 32 with Dr. Sam. He touches a little bit on stress. He's a cardiologist and he's very entertaining. And I think you'll appreciate that as well. But thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I love spending this intimate time with you and we will catch you next time right here on Visibly Fit.